Well, hi, everybody. It's Jeff Reinbold, and we're back with our Monday edition of the Jeff Reinbold Show, taking a look back at the weekend that was an amazing first weekend of NFL action, some incredible games and some incredible performances. And here to break it all down with me is my buddy, Michael McQuaid from Pro Football Island. Jeffrey, Jeffrey, Jeffrey. How are we doing? Do we have a sponsor, Jeff? I feel like yes, I've, we I've, do. I've, and I, we should, I've, we I've, I've got this prepared, so start now. Go for it, yeah. <laughs> you ready? <laughs> and we are sponsored by 888 Sport, the official gambling sponsor of the National <laughs> Football League in both the UK and Ireland. That's a little Tony, Tony Kornhauser moment right there from Pardon the Interruption. He, he does that with Canadian flags all the time. For people listening on the podcast, uh, basically I had these flags, or as we say up here, flags uh, with 88 sponsors. I'm great crack last night in Dublin with the people from 88 Sport. Uh, the Wall Shed, big shout out to the Wall Shed. Jeff, let's talk about the Wall Shed before we start off your show. Let's talk about the tour to end all tours. The You're calling it the Irish Invasion Tour, which I need to check is okay, but I'm sure it's okay. It's it's a great name. It's a great name for a tour. And before you say anything, folks, we're live on YouTube. Get the comments and go to YouTube, type in Jeff Rainbow Show or type in Proof of Ireland. It pops up. should be the first thing you see. Get out. We'll, we'll, we'll put them on the screen. But Jeff, yes, um, talk to us about this tour that you've organized all by yourself. It sounds amazing. Oh, now, now, come on now. You, come on. <laughs> you know that this is going to be a, a blast. And, you know, whether it's Dublin, Belfast, Cork, you know, Limerick, it doesn't matter any of the places we're going to see. Uh, you're going to have an evening of a lot of football, a lot of fun, a lot of laughter, and a lot of entertainment. So, again, uh, you know, again, we hope to sell out a number of the venues real, real soon so people got to get to their tickets. I know particularly in Dublin there's a there's a limited. 17 space. tickets left in Dublin. 17 left. Okay, there you go right there in Dublin. So if you're coming to the Dublin show, you better get your tickets now. Uh, they've gone extremely well, Mike. I'm really excited about it. Yeah, it's funny because you're, you're obviously a busy man working uh, and we haven't been chatting too much tonight about this. Uh, Cork's doing very well. Big shout out to the Cork Mavericks who have shared your event and they've been promised an appearance by yourself that morning. That's a different conversation we'll talk about off camera, Jeff. <laughs> um, Limerick is a quarter sold out before the UL Vikings have even promoted it. So I think Limerick could sell out or have about 150 people there. So excited to see what Limerick and Cork are like. Obviously biased. I'm in the north. Um, would love to have a repeat of what we had with Jay Bell last week. That was pretty special. Uh, I know Jason loved it as well. So I can't wait till you see that place we're going to go to, Jeff. You're, you're going to love it, man. So uh, yeah, very, very not, excited. You know, and it really is more than the show because the show is just an opportunity for us to get together with the fans and tape exactly. a live episode of this show. But uh, in addition, you know, we want to work with the local football community and whether that's the coaches, the players, uh, you know, we are, we're going to hopefully give them something that they can, you know, have for, you know, posterity, you know, whether that's, you know, information, coaching, playing techniques, all that kind of stuff is, you know, we, we uh, really want to make sure that we do a great job of not only leaving a bunch of people haven't had a good time, but a bunch of young football players haven't got better, had the opportunity to, you know, talk football, high-level techniques and things that we, I think, can bring to uh, 
all over Ireland, Ireland to help grow the game. Cause that's the bottom line. That's what we're doing all this for is to help grow the game. You're in Manchester on the 2nd of December also, and we're working probably week three, week four, we're going to announce Jeff coming to Scotland and London town. We might announce at the time of the London games, but that's all in the prep. That's all for Michael to worry about. Maybe during this Bill's Jets game, which is tonight. If you're listening to this podcast, it's Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Let's let let's play a fun game, Jeff, because we're now living in the, in the we're, we're we're now in the future on the on the on the audio podcast. Who won Monday Night Football? Because do you remember I said to you last night that the Cowboys were going to dismantle them? Um, and we'll talk about that in a second. I'm going to say the Jets are going to win Monday Night Football. I think I think Rogers makes a statement. Well, I think I think the expectation is certainly there that the Jets will win this game, and and you know there's a lot of people that have really feel like the Jets are a legitimate Super Bowl contender. I think it's a little easy, little uh, easy to say that, but I tell you what, you still got to go out and play, and I think we learned that this weekend because you look at some of the games. Obviously, everybody's talking about how much better the Giants were, and and they just got manhandled by the Cowboys, uh, Cincinnati. Their, their offense looked inept against the Browns. Browns beat them 24 to three, you know, and, and again, there was numerous cases of the Steelers. I, I thought the Steelers were going to be a much, much better team. And they came out and I just didn't feel like they were in rhythm or in sync at all offensively. I, you know, there were a lot of opportunities for Kenny Pickett to make throws in that game. And he just was not on target. He, he just didn't look comfortable in the pocket. You know, obviously, the 49ers are outstanding. You know, again, Christian McCaffrey, you see why he's the highest paid running back in football. I mean, he can do so many things for your football team. And, you know, um, if you look at the 49ers, the thing that always impresses me about the 49ers, number one, Shanahan's a great play caller. He really is a really good play caller. And their receivers can block. And, you know, it's interesting when when, – Aldrick Robinson, who I coached at, at SMU, went to, he was drafted by the uh, Washington Commanders, who was the Redskins if, if he, when he got drafted. But uh, Washington drafted him, and one of the things he told me when I saw him in the offseason was, I said, uh, what was the biggest difference between college and pros? And he said, he said, Jeff, you better block in this offense. And he's talking about Shanahan's offense. You're going to block on the perimeter and you better, you better be willing to do it or you're not going to get on the field. And you watched their Debo and Ayuk and those guys, they are not only great receivers, they're great blockers on the perimeter. And, and, you know, I thought that Kittle played extremely well and, you know, they're just a really, really good football team. That defense, you know, change of coordinator doesn't matter. Let's, you know, second coordinator changed and you know, in the last, what, four years, and they still just play exactly the same. They get up the field. Those four guys can get to the quarterback. You don't have to play man. Um, you know, th- there's just – Fong is, I think, a really, really developing young player. And, and uh, you know, I just really think that, the, that that's a good, good football team that we see in San Francisco. Before I re- just respond to the Niners-Steelers talk, just a big shout-out to everyone that is watching live. Obviously, shout-out to people watching or listening on demand on the podcast format. Jeff Ryan Bull Show, Pro Football Ireland. Hey to Luke. Hey to Fred Flunk saying, how about them Cowboys? Luke saying, go Niners. Keith, how's everyone doing? Great week one. Keith's a big Dolphins fan. We'll talk about the Dolphins. We've been up. What a game, Jeff. 
what a game that was. Like the Steelers, man. Like I'll just like very like just just so you, you said so much about the Niners there. Because I was in the bar watching this last night at a watch party, and the first thing I thought to myself, and maybe this is like a like a negative thing um from me, but when you see a team play like that in week one and dominate so much and reduce the Steelers to that amount of points, the first thing in my mind was, oh, they can't keep that up over 17 weeks or over 18 weeks. And that's probably poor in my mind to say that, but they were that good last night. You're thinking, oh my God, like nobody well, has, know, has the, a chance. The thing that's most impressive to me, Michael, is that that's a good defense they went through. I mean, you know, T.J. Watt had, you know, a great night. But other than that, I mean, they that was a defense. They knocked off the ball. I mean, they couldn't they couldn't tackle, you know, McCaffrey. And, you know, it, just could, it was amazing. I mean, it was really a tremendous performance. And they play great complementary football. They really understand, you know, how to win as a football team. The offense and the defense, you know, feed off of one another. I just thought it was one of the better performances I've seen, you know, in a long time. And, and you know, that, that really bodes well for Faithful Nation around the world because they have a good football team. If they keep Brock pretty healthy, they're going to be in really good shape. How about your Packers going into Chicago? Another game that I thought would have been closer, and they just lit the Bears up. The Bears, My looked, Packers. Yeah, the Bears looked um, – They looked rough, man. They didn't look good at all, did they? And just Justin Fields looked like look, – yeah out of sync on offense and Justin mm. Fields struggled and, you know, they couldn't, they got beat up front. It was, it was, you know, it was not a good performance out the gate for the Bears. They've got a lot of things they got to get fixed. Justin Fields was like, you left something in the microwave a wee bit too long last night. That's how he looked in terms of his play style. Like there was a couple of runs he made, but he only made the runs because he had no time to actually settle and look at the covers that he, you know, that was there. It, it just, it didn't. It didn't look great, and for Jordan Love on his, it obviously wasn't his full debut, but it was his full debut as a starter. The first time since the Packers had anybody instead of Favre or Rogers as a starting quarterback since 1992. Your boy, your boy was born in 91. People wonder why I'm saying that's a long time ago. For for Jordan Love, Jeff to go into Soldier Field and just like, just make it look so easy. It. That's if I'm if I'm in the NFC North, I'm scared of that straight up. And I'm presuming those beeps are people buying tickets. In case people in the podcast are going, why is there a text message noise in the back? Or maybe it's the Steelers fans going mad about Kenny Pickett. Let's stay on the Packers for a second, though. Jeff, I, I, look, I will talk about this more on our Pro Football Ireland Week Two preview show because it's a topic that we've already prepped for, and I don't want to give too much away. But I think the Packers are going to win the North. Which is incredible. I, I, I think you're. I think you're, you know, jumping to conclusions because that team in Detroit's pretty good too. And and then there's, you know, Minnesota is not, you know, now they didn't play particularly well in that game, but Minnesota's going to be a tough out at home. There's a lot of football left to be played. This is, you know, they call this overreaction Monday, and it really is because we've been so desperate to see our teams play for so long, and then they come out and play, and if they don't play well. You think they're not going to win a game all year, and if they play really well, automatically they're Super Bowl contenders. Remember, this is a this is a marathon; it's not a sprint. And you know the key thing is just to get better each week as you go forward and try and stay healthy. 
just like Fred Funk just put there, it's like all, all you got to keep your quarterback healthy. I think that's really, really true. They, you know, same thing with the Cowboys. If if uh, if that goes down, they're in a world hurt. So I think it's uh, I think it's a good start to the season, but I wouldn't anoint anybody. You know, look at the Eagles. As good as we think the Eagles are, they go up to New England and struggle, and they struggle bad. And you know, New England still is you know offensively is going to be uh you know work in progress defensively they're very good and i think their front seven is really really good and you know eagle the eagles tried to run the ball on them tried to push them around couldn't do it and uh you know but they just down at you know in the in in the second half when they needed somebody to make a play for them on offense they they couldn't get it and uh you know that's that's just i think the way they're going to be they're going to be tough to beat though they're New England's really, really well coached. I like, uh, you know, the, how about the Dolphins going out on the road in L.A. and they beat the Chargers by two in a in a really, really entertaining game. Tua has the fourth best opening day. Um, of, I guess it's in football history and NFL yeah. history, you know. And, he was and very, really, he was very close. Was it, was it him and Terry were very close to breaking the record between a quarterback? Yeah, and, and I, I think it's really interesting that when, when you see how well he does off a of play action, when you watch that game, he really does a nice job off a of play action. And he, and if they can run the ball enough for to make the play action work, I think he's going to be a he's going to be a really really good quarterback for them. Uh, they got to keep him healthy too. But where in the world was their run defense? I mean, you know, you don't think about the Los Angeles Chargers as, as you know, a team that's, you know, run heavy. But I'm telling you, they just pounded, pounded Miami in the, you know, in the run game. And, and Miami's going to have to get that worked out. I know Fangio will, but, you know, I didn't, I just never saw that coming, that kind of a day running the football. And then the Rams, everybody said the Rams are going to win three games and all this. <laughs> and they go up. Wow. They go up to Seattle, right? And which is a hard place to play and just ran all over. I mean, they, they had a kid, Nakua, the young receiver, had, you know, led all, led all receivers nine catches. That guy, that guy had a career game in his first game. So I really think that, uh, you know, the Rams got to feel pretty good about who they are right now, too. Let's let's take so you you mentioned three games there so like let's for this segment of this show and it'll be it it'll be the segment of the podcast let's for the next maybe ten minutes focus on those because I think there's so many points you could take out there Jeff Rams the Rams game the Pats game the Dolphins game uh, for people that are watching this live or if you're on Twitter or whatever reply to Jeff's tweet with a question let us know where you're from if you're on YouTube put a question in the comments we will get to them in the second part which will be the second part of the podcast which is going to go out in the morning Jeff. First off, Patriots game, and you, you've met everyone. You've mentioned they're spot on. By the way, put your phone in silent, man. Oh my god, I'm joking. It's all good. Uh, <laughs> Patriots. The biggest takeaway for me, Jeff, and maybe this is because I'm 32 now and I'm starting to get a bit tender in my old age. But uh, I texted earlier on that video of Brady. I wouldn't say I was tearing up, but Jesus, man, like I, I felt something that was like, wow, like it's over, like. That was sad yesterday. Did you, like I, I thought, I thought that was sad. Maybe, maybe I'm just sad. But I, I only got a chance to watch it today. But when he's in the tunnel and he comes out and like, he looks older, you can sure see he's. He I mean, he, he, yeah, like it's, it, that's because he is older. And I mean, it, it, 
But he's, was, he's he's aged a good bit, Jeff, since when he left there. Like, well, I know it's only two or three years ago. A lot of times undefeated, buddy. I'm just telling you that. And and uh, I didn't feel I didn't feel sad. I really thought it was touching, you know, hmm. that they would, first of all, waive the waiting period for him to get his name up on the wall, which, again, great move. Great move by Mr. Kraft. And I thought it was when he ran down the field, like he always did before the game, before a game at, at uh, you know, at, at Gillette Stadium. I, I just, it was, it was a touching moment. And, you know, sadly, the Patriots couldn't take advantage of that, you know. And, you know, so Mac Jones goes out and throws it 54 times. Now, that's not what Bill Belichick wants out of Mac Jones. It, not, you know, he's 35 of 54 for 316. But the one interception that he threw to Darius Slade that got taken back for a touchdown really, really hurt hurt New England. They've got to find some balance in their offense. I mean, you know, Ezekiel had seven carries for 29 yards. I mean, you're not going to win that way. Ramondre Stevenson, 12 carries for 25 yards. He averaged two yards a carry, right? And that's that's your you know supposed to be your bell cow back. So they've got to they've got to find a running game. They got to get better up front now. Granted, granted, they're pr- they're playing against maybe the deepest defensive line group in the National Football League, and those guys are all stallions. So um, that's why I say I don't know I don't want to overreact to the first one, but I you can see that there are some challenges that New England's got. They've got to find again, um, you know, Kendrick Bourne's their leading receiver, and he averages ten yards a catch. I, you know. You got to have somebody can stretch the field. They just don't have that right now, or don't. Nobody's playing like that right now. You know, uh, I think, uh, yeah. Sorry, I thought sorry, well, Hunter Henry was okay, and and uh, you know, you Mike Kosaki. They they've got two good tight ends, but they need some vertical stretch outside. I, th- I think the thing that I'll just add to that, Jeff, and I think you've touched on many bases there, um, is the Eagles. Like, like I was driving up the road from Dublin and had red zone on so I you know obviously legally watched red zone on the way up the road and stuck I'm here now to tell the tale see if driving etc there's a lot of that I don't know but I was watching red zone and there was a point in the first early second quarter where you're thinking my god man they could this could be a cricket score this could be a cricket score and then the Eagles just I don't know what happened but to think that that game finished what you're talking 25 to 20 when the Eagles were 16 zip up after the first quarter, but the Pats, to be fair to the, to, now, to be fair to Pat, to be fair to Mac Jones, got down the field a couple of times in the second quarter, got back into the game, completely changed the whole turning point of the game. But when you give the Patriots that many chances at the end of the game, especially the last six, five, six, seven minutes, and the Patriots can't put the ball down the field and get a touchdown. I'm not saying that's unforgivable, but for, for Mac Jones and for the offense, you mentioned Stevenson there. That is that that is poor. And that game was in the palm of their hands last night. And if we were sitting here now talking about a Patriots win, the whole storyline changes. Oh my god, are the Patriots like overreaction Monday? Are the Patriots back? They came back against the Eagles. Eagles got to the Super Bowl. What's what's wrong with the Eagles? They're not they're not are, are they not a great team anymore? Jalen Hurts. It's hilarious how such small margins can change things. But the, the, that was my takeaway from the last like actually sitting down properly last night, sitting there going, this is stunning to me that the Patriots can't get the ball down the field here. 
They can't well, get I scored. I, I don't. I don't think you should be stunned, Mike. I mean, you look. Well, at, I was man. Well, well, look at their look at their roster, right? Kendrick Bourne, that's your number one, right? Now Kendrick Bourne's a good player, but he's not a legit number one. I mean, he doesn't. You can't put him in the you know, Devonte Adams. I mean, there's no. Who would you compare? Who's who's? That's your number one, right? And you got two yeah. tight ends. Those guys aren't getting to get down the field. So yeah. you're going to have to find a way to come up with big plays and or it's going to be like this every week. You're going to have to win by, you know, under 28 points. You're going to have to find a way on defense. I thought they made great adjustments on defense after after the first quarter and that helped them. But still, I, you go back to the stats and the stat line. When you see the quarterback in with New England Patriots not named Brady throwing it 54 times you know it's not a good day because they need more balance in that attack. And there was the offensive line got chewed up. And, again, I, the all credit to the Eagles. They, they've got a great group of defensive linemen. That, that front seven of theirs is outstanding and deep and strong and physical. And, you know, so the Patriots obviously are, have got some work to do. But, you know, this is what, like I say, slow down. Everybody slow down, right? It's not the end of the world if you lost. It's one game, and now you've got to go back to work. And you'll learn. This is this is one of the things in coaching that you learn is most of your improvement will come in the first three weeks of the season, right? Yeah. Remember, these teams don't play a lot of their frontline players in training camp. And I, how many times did I tell you take the under? You know, when if you were gonna if you were gonna wager this weekend, take the under early in the season with National Football League teams. Typically, take the under, and if you do that, you're gonna you're gonna have a chance. And that was, you know, that was the way it turned out in most of the games on the weekend. Talking about taking the under, we'll we'll, we'll talk about the Dolphins in a wee second. Don't worry. You mentioned the Rams. I think it is important to give the Rams on that Seahawks game a little second, Jeff, before we talk about the Dolphins to end this segment. Um. Not a lot of people giving the, the Rams a chance in hell this year at all. And last night, they go into a place where it's so hard to play in Seattle. And Jeff, Matthew Stafford, why they didn't have a touchdown on that, 300 yards pass and 24-38, respectable enough in that sense. And you've got, I think it was a running back for the Rams. It was Kyron Williams, two touchdowns, but more so the wide receiver. Puka, no, I can't pronounce Nakua's name. Man, they look... They keep if they can find a way to financially not kill themselves and get and keep Aaron Donald there, who knows what could happen. Well, I mean, you, you know, again, we talk about a team without a number one. I mean, Cooper Cup was hurt. I mean, mm. you, you say he'll not play the season, Jeff. If Cup, if oh, he's going to play. If Cup was hurt, you know, you're going to say that that offense is going to really struggle. But two two Atwell, two two Atwell. Six catches for 119, 19 yards a catch. And, and again, Puka Nakua, a, a young rookie, he catches 10 balls for 119. Those guys stepped up in a big game on the road in Seattle, hard place to play. Matthew Stafford was outstanding. And, you know, again, I just think that it's a credit to Sean McVay and his staff that, they were able to go up in that environment and play so well in the opening week of the season. And, you know, again, it's not that they're not out of the woods. They didn't run the ball very well at all. Mm. And they're going to have to, you know, again, when that Sean McVay offense is at its best, 
there's balance. You know, they have the threat of the run, and so they can throw play action and all of those things. But, you know, you look at it, and, and Stafford didn't get sacked, and that's a big, big key. If they can keep him on his feet, he is a legitimate gunslinger, and he will keep them in games, especially when he gets his number one, you know, back in Cooper Cup. Right, let's let's round up this segment. We're we're gonna have two podcast segments, so let's let let's round up this segment of this video. And Jeff, if you have to go back to work, don't worry, it's it's all good. And enjoy it. People enjoying it. Great comments, folks. Keep them coming. At the start of the second segment, we're gonna read them all out and have a bit of crack. And maybe Jeff might answer some of your questions. Who knows? Some interesting comments as well, Jeffrey. I, I we'll talk about this for the next three minutes. I feel like it needs more time, but we'll 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 break it down in a different pod, Jeff. Just how good was that Chargers Dolphins game yesterday because I feel like we're not giving it enough love to the point where first off the early window was okay it wasn't great going by NFL Sundays it was rusty it took time to get into it Jeff that game in SoFi yesterday between the Dolphins and the Chargers was 10 out of 10 and you know what the biggest storyline for me is yes Tua had an incredible game the biggest storyline for me is are you telling me Austin Eckler's record run is 55 yards because Warney had a big play at one point man not to jump on topics here because you mentioned a few a few just just a few minutes ago it was refreshing as a neutral to see to a player that got yesterday he deserved that performance the Dolphins deserved that performance when you got Vic Fangio there in that defense I bet like that Niners team you're thinking if they can just hold it together glue everything together and everyone hold on to your horses oh they could go far that was a great game yeah um, you know we we know miami's a good football team they've got good talent i mean tyree kill was really good last night i thought i thought it was really played really well Tua played well they didn't run the ball as well as they're going to have to run the ball that, uh you know going forward but you know obviously when you've got when you've got the skill that they have outside uh, you know, and, and you have the threat of running the ball, even the threat of running the ball. And, it, and uh, again, te- teams are going to start to gang up on them and play more saturation coverage, two high shells and all that stuff to, until, unless they can run the football. they got to find a way to get, get a running game going. But let's talk about Los Angeles, I think, because <clears throat> obviously, you know, Fangio came into this game saying we're gonna we're gonna limit the passing game. And I think they really did. You know, uh, Herbert was twenty two or thirty three for two twenty eight. That's not that's you know those those aren't great numbers. He only threw one touchdown pass, but you know Eckler sixteen rushes for one hundred seventeen yards. Unreal, yeah. And then Josh Kelly sixteen rushes for ninety one. That's that's two hundred yards from your tailbacks. That's that's incredible. I mean, uh, the. The Dolphin front, really, though, at the end of the game, when they needed to make some plays, they came alive and got a couple sacks in the last quarter that really saved their saved their day. But uh, you know that Fangio will get it straightened out. He's an outstanding defensive coach. He'll get that you know he'll get that unit playing better in the run. Um, so I, I think both these teams are going to be in the hunt. I was impressed with the Chargers. I really was. I was impressed. You know. I wasn't I wasn't sold on the Chargers coming out of training camp, but I really thought they played well yesterday, and you know I think we see that they're a team that's going to be, you know, right now if you look at the first week's action in the you know AFC West, 
I'd say that's the Chiefs, the Chargers, and the Raiders, and then the Broncos right behind that. So, um, you know, I think I think uh, if you're a Charger fan, you got to feel pretty good, even though you didn't win. I think you got to feel pretty good about how how it went. I'm loving it, Jeff. I'm loving it. Uh, Keith, we'll, we'll we'll get this question and we'll and we'll end this segment. Keith, big Dolphins fan from Ireland. How's far, Keith? If you're going to Frankfurt, pal, the beers are on you, my friend. Tua. 45 pass attempts, zero sacks. Did Bosa and Mac have an off day? Or is the famous Dolphin weakness of the O-line about to turn? That's an interesting one, Jeff. Because it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, to sort I, of I think that's, a, that's, I think there's two answers to that question. One, I think the Dolphins offensive line is better than it's been, right? Number two, I, I was really impressed with what McDaniel did trying to uh, use formations, play action, you know, all of those things to, to protect to it. There was, as long as he can stay on schedule and doesn't get into a bunch of third and longs where, where people can just kind of tee, tee up, tee off and go get him, uh, they're going to be okay. And, you know, you look at those big plays, a number of those big plays, when you go back through the highlights of that game, a number of those big plays came off of play action. And I think that's going to be a key for them down the stretch, get better in the running game, continue to throw play action, stay out of, you know, stay ahead on the chain, stay out of third and long, and keep two on his feet, and that's a recipe for the Dolphins. Have